Hey everyone, this is Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and welcome to another episode of Propelling, a Micro Drones podcast. Again, I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Thanks for joining us. And as we maneuver today's talking points, make sure that you're heading to our website, microdrones.com. Again, microdrones.com, as well as subscribing to Propelling on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll have a full catalog of previous conversations plus notifications when we drop new ones. So on today's episode of the show, we're excited to be bringing on a new guest and a new member of the Micro Drones team to do a deep dive on some strategies for capturing high-quality, survey-ready data. As more industries normalize the day-to-day -day use of drones for commercial and enterprise-level jobs, especially for surveying, the emphasis on usable data is now a point of both financial as well as operational concern, right? Why invest in drones if their data is difficult to parse through or unintelligible or too disparate to really be applicable and actionable? Well, usually it's not the fault of the data itself. It's usually more about how it's captured and how it's organized and then parsed through in its totality. So what we're gonna be doing is breaking down some strategies for doing just that with our first time propelling guest pulling from his several years in mapping and laser scanning to understand what data is most useful in the field today, how to capture it for survey professionals, and where micro drones steps in to make that process seamless. So I'd like to welcome our guest for the day, micro drone sales manager for the Southeast region, Chuck Snow. Chuck, great to have you on. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks, Daniel. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I look forward to the conversation. Yeah, it's a real pleasure getting to speak with you today, Chuck, and source some of your insights on this. So appreciate you taking the time to walk us through how to make sense of this data and which strategies and technologies really assist in making it, again, accessible and actionable. So again, you recently joined the MicroDrones team after working with Earl Dudley Incorporated, which is a company that provides the U.S. Southeast with surveying, mapping, industrial and construction measurement instruments. Uh, and then that was, again, since 2014. Before that, you ran your own aerial mapping business for timber and utility companies. And on top of that, you also brought the first digital mapping system to the state of Alabama. So your insights in this space are varied and deep. So I wanna start by pulling from those insights. How has surveying work in general changed since you joined that uh, surveying side of the industry? What have you seen change? What have you seen remain constant? When I was first looking at this industry, I wanted to kind of poll my customers to see where's their biggest pain, where's the biggest problems with data. And one of the biggest problems that everybody told me was waiting on data. Um, they could wait from a week to a month to 90 days to get results back. And that is not timely enough a lot of times to fix the problem or address the problems, particularly in the timber industry where insects might have been in the trees. They need to get those trees on the ground, get them out of there. So I looked at a quick solution. That's when digital was first coming on around the country. And so I spent a tremendous, in fact, uh, over a year looking because remember that was in its infancy. Um, things were good, things were not good in the digital world, and systems just really had difficulty putting together something where it would work correctly and you could get your data quickly. But I found one, and I bought that, and it was really tremendous for my customers. They absolutely loved it. I rarely went past two weeks delivering data. Most of the time, it was in five to seven days, and that really helped them. It was a giant boon 
um, to all of my customers to be able to get this where it was timely and useful. And then to get even more granular on some of the industries, how are industries like construction, uh, the timber industry, the broader utilities industry, uh, how have those industries, really any that have an on-site presence, a very rugged on-site presence, how are they approaching drone work compared to uh, how you've seen them approach it uh, in your early days in the industry? Are workflows a little more standardized now than they used to be, or is there still some confusion around what to use and how to use drone solutions? There's really, that's kind of a two-faced question. People that are, and I've, I've done a lot of research in this, especially in the next year or two, because I'm, sometimes I wonder why more people aren't using the technology. We have lots using it, but a lot of people that could use it are not. And what I found was the people that are adopting it and are getting really high quality systems and are getting trained to use the systems and the sensors properly are having tremendous success. People that, you know, get pressure from their boss, Hey man, we got to get in the UAV space. We're not in it. Everybody's in it to get me in there. And people are really busy in the civil engineering world right now. We just are. And it's hard to find the time to research and to get, to find somebody that puts out a quality hardware and software product that's an Indian solution. Microdome does that. So the guys that have done that have been very successful. Guys that haven't done that, I have found through colleague 100 engineering firms last summer are very, um, disenchanted, if you will, with UAV technology because they, they got it. They didn't know how to use it. They tried to make it work and then it wouldn't work for them because they didn't know how or the sensors weren't the right ones for them or the drone platforms wouldn't perform what they wanted them to. And they struggled and they don't, and they don't like the technology. Uh, but we're trying to help that problem because we are an end to end solution um, at Microdrone. So everything is us. We totally integrate everything. We were trying to help some of that space with our technology. So. So in that process of getting surveyors drone equipment and getting them comfortable with the data, uh, and then uh, finally getting that data to an actionable and usable point, where do you often find the most disconnect between what surveyors need from that data versus what drone solutions actually offer them, right? What is that gap most commonly, and why do you see it still persist? The biggest gap is, um, as I talked about a little bit a few seconds ago, is, uh, you know, the pressure to get in the space and the, the person that's making that decision who's getting pressure from the higher up, the president of the company who you know, doesn't know what's, you know, doesn't really um, know what all it takes to find out everything that's going on in the world or in the world of drones. They pressure their survey guys or their engineers or whoever's using the system to just go out and get something. And uh, the same problem that exists, they'll get out there, they got to find a solution, they find something's on the market, they say, okay, so-and-so is using this technology, let's just grab something. And then they'll grab it, they're not sure which sensor, is it photogrammetry based, is it LIDAR based, is it thermal imaging, is it multispectral imaging to solve their problem. They just get some sensor, whatever it is, with no training, no support. Um, so you don't have hardware support, you don't have software support. And if you buy a solution that's not end-to-end, like what we offer, then uh, you have to talk to two or three or four people because you go collect information, you know, with a drone that somebody else's, then the sensor somebody else's, a different company. Then the software for processing is somebody else's. So now they have all those people that they got to talk to, and it's difficult to get that package to work properly and give you a good end result with good data. And that's really the biggest problem that they're having in the industry, I think. I'm curious if you can share a best example uh, or just a, uh, a grounded example of a career story that you think really highlights 
how quality survey data can elevate workflows and quality of decision making around said data, right? So uh, basically give us a scenario where that gap didn't exist, where uh, the needs as well as the technology were aligned and how that actually turns into some positive domino effects. I have several of those. I guess if you want to talk about one that I thought was really amazing was back a few years ago, um, a hurricane hit the um, South Carolina, North Carolina coast. I think it was Matthew. I can't remember. I think it was Matthew. And I was contacted by a company that, and they tasked me to be able to train 20 people, um, 10 different crews, because they knew this was going to be a bad hurricane and the utility company wanted to know how many lines were down. We well, can't just do that with any technology because you can't see those small lines with um, manned aircraft because the data is not quality enough. The ground sample distance is not good enough to see that. But with drones, you can do that. So, and this was a giant project. Okay, guys, it's just 20 guys, 10 teams, and they wanted to be able to see the wires that were actually on the ground. So I trained those 20 people. Um, we supplied them with, with 10 drones, same kind. They actually mapped 149 square miles in Charleston and delivered data in 21 days with a drone. That is not manned aircraft. Now, that was blew me away they could do it. I mean, I kept up with them because it was a big deal for us, and we wanted to see how it worked, but but that helped everybody. You know, that that place was torn up with the hurricane. They, they wanted to get all that infrastructure back up as quickly as possible, and they need to know the scope. You know, where do you send resources? Where do you send your guys? Where is it the worst? Where is it not the worst? So once you have all that data done, you can make all the decisions, send all your resources to the correct place to get all that done quickly. And it worked out fantastically. The rest of them did Savannah. The four people went Savannah, two crews, but everybody else was in charge because it got hit the worst, and it worked out really, really well. So anyway, that was the best one probably. Well, especially in those critical situations, it seems like that sort of alignment between all parties, technologies, and needs uh, is even more essential, right? You don't have the time or the, you know, the downtime really to be parsing through that data or spending the time trying to maneuver what is it we actually need? Can our equipment capture it? And, you know, how do we uh, find a workaround if it doesn't, right? So, yeah, great, great example and great point there. Uh, I guess following up on that, if you had to lay out sort of the, the basic necessities of alignment, what aspects of the hardware, the software, the surveyor equipment, and end user workflows need to be all in communication with each other and all aligned? to make that data capture an efficient process and one that's actually uh, useful in the long term? Well, I have, just so people will get a little bit of history on me, or I, don't, I don't think I'm an expert at anything, but I have been involved with four or five different drone companies through my seven years in the UAV space. And um, through that, what I have discovered is it's really important to have an end-to-end -end solution. Again, you know, I, again, it's only because I've seen this, you know, my customers have a problem and I can't fix it, you know, um, before I came to Microdromes, I would have to go to see this person or this person, this person to try to get them up and working or get actionable data. I think it's really key to have one company that you work with to do everything. Because if you have a problem, especially if you're in a, a critical time frame, you know, who do you call? And then there's finger pointing and things that I've seen it for seven years and it really creates a headache for the customer. You know, we're trying to get them up and running. But if you have a company that's doing all the hardware, all the, all the sensor integration, 
all the processing software. If there's any kind of issue, it's all one company. So you get a quick solution that way. And they just do I just think that's the best way to do it. So uh, that way you don't have to worry about everybody saying that, that A, it's the drone problem. No, it's the sensor problem. No, it's the processing software problem. If you have one company, then they look at the problem. They have telemetry information on that. They can look at it and say, this is exactly what it is. We got you up and running. That's been a giant thing since I've been here coming back to Microdrone. So. Well, speaking of micro drones, uh, let's go ahead and lay out how micro drones fits into this ecosystem. Uh, I know micro drones offers its uh, drone software and services as a solution. So you very much attempt to build that partnership with, um, you know, rugged on-site professionals that need uh, both the hardware, right, the equipment itself, as well as the robust sensors and the back-end software to then take that data and make it usable. Uh, so can you break down some of the thought process behind how Microdrones has developed its solutions with this cohesion amongst all parties in mind? Yes, um, they started out, you know, Microdrones is an old company. You know, they used to um, start out, people would call them. This is 10 or 12 years ago, you know, when, when really drones weren't even talked about much then. Really, drones have come in, into play really heavily in the last seven years or less. So. People would call, you know, the Microdomes people and say, hey, I've got this sensor, put it on. Will it work? Can you do this? Can you do this? And they did that. So they would do a sensor one-off and then the guy would go out and fly. And they didn't really have much offering past that 12 years ago. So they were saying, do we want to continue to do this? Or um, they weren't end to end back then, right? So they would do this, whatever the sensor was, it would integrate it for a customer, give them a little drone. We had some other drones at that time and the customer would just go out there and do his thing. That's just not a great way to do business because you know there's going to be issues. This is brand new territory they're in now with UAV. It still is, really. We're, in, we're still in infancy for UAV technology. There's, we, it does some things well, but there's probably many things that a drone can do that we, we hadn't even touched on yet. So as they, as Microdomes and their, and their R&D people looked at it, they said, you know what? If we really want to offer a really good survey solution, we need to go end to end. So they've done all those things. They integrate everything and put everything together. And when this started out, just as some, I'll throw some numbers out. You know, people said this is a $1 billion industry, right? This is seven, five, six, seven years ago. And I mean, I'm looking at this. I'm a businessman. So I'm looking at all these things. Drones now, are, they say, are $20 billion worldwide industry. Look what's happened in five years. Look at, you know, that's 20 fold. I mean, that, that's amazing. So to go up that much. So it's, it's giant. Um, if, if you want to play in that space, you need to have really good technology. Um, some of the other things we do is we do not, people worry about, um, you're going to, you're going to make my drone where it's obsolete. We don't do that. We're on our fourth iteration. We have guys flying 10 year old drones right now. They can always upgrade with us. So that's another thing that we do that, that, that drew me to micro drones. So that, 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 that to me is phenomenal because nobody else does that. People get rid of drones all the time and you're left holding technology that is, that is obsolete because, because this, this space changes so fast, Daniel. It's incredible. Well, in an attempt to stay ahead of that changing space, I know Micro Drones has a new partnership. I want to touch on it briefly. Micro Drones is now working with GE to offer GE's industrial drone line to your clients, which means a new line of equipment, new workflows, and new potential opportunities uh, for maximizing said equipment. So I'm curious how this partnership is trying to match where the industry's needs are headed, right? Peering into that crystal ball, uh, specifically in relation to capturing and making use of quality surveying data. How do you see this partnership elevating that uh, you know, cohesion uh, or offering some new opportunities? All right. Um, 
it, we are bringing out, um, when I say a new line, it's not, it's still our same MD1000 solution. Uh, the new line is the version D. It is just, it just has a few other things that the version C doesn't have. It's not like it's a brand new line just for GE. Their name will be on it, um, all the industrial line stuff, but it's the same drum we were selling with version C with just some upgrades. Remote ID, lights are on it, longer flight time, you know, just things that everybody in the UAV space is looking for. We also have a new sensor coming out that's, a, that's in that line. It's a longer range, which will be good. I think for, uh, GE, what they really bring to us is they've been around for over 100 years, right? Gigantic company, you know, but they've been in aviation forever. They still make jet engines. Um, they've been involved in so many technologies. You know, they have um, space, uh, you know, in this industry that might be able to teach us some things. Don't know how that's going to work yet. They may be able to help us in areas where, you know, their expertise is, is so large that they could help us maybe in some technology areas. We don't know what that's going to be at this time. But we think that moving forward with them, we'll be able to produce some really great products uh, because of their expertise in so many areas um, around the world. You know, surely some of their technology um, would help us with some of the UAV technology stuff that we do. That's what I think will work out well. All right, Chuck, I think that does it for the core of our conversation today. I guess I'll just open it up for some final thoughts from you. Uh, what do you see as being the broader future needs for surveyors as they uh, continue to integrate drones at scale into their workflows and some of the uh, payloads on those drones also uh, innovate and evolve into more robust versions of themselves, right? How do you see that creating some new long-term opportunities and how is that informing some of the work you're doing? I think, um, you know, I guess the biggest thing for a lot of guys is everybody wants more longer flight time. So I think there'll be, there'll be some, you know, we'll get better batteries. Um, you know, will we get anything that's solar can be charged while we're flying? I've always thought about that. I don't know, you know, maybe solar will get better because solar, we're looking at solar everywhere, right? Houses, cars, you know, big solar fields. So I think that technology may improve to a point that maybe we can stick some of that on drones to help increase flight time. Um, sensors have gotten better. I think sensors will continue to get better, lighter, smaller, more accurate. Um, technology with the uh, onboard technology with IMUs and stuff, we use the best that are out there, Planix. And I think their technology will get better, strong, you know, lighter as well. So as we move forward, I think, you know, we'll be able to capture more data, Quickly, processing's gotten faster, which is amazing. I mean, a lot of processing back in my day, in mapping days, I had to have two guys to do it because it was so complicated, nobody could do it. Now, you know, you can click seven or eight times and in 15 or 20 minutes, you've got 50 acres processed and down to survey grade. I mean, come on. That used to be days and weeks in my back in the old days, in the 90s and stuff. So I think stuff like that will change. It'll get easier and easier to do those kind of things and, and generate really good data. I also think that everybody will be working with 3D information. All the engineers, all the CAD drawers, all those guys, I think customers will want everything in 3D. Okay, now that's not, a lot of it is now, but it's not totally. But I think as we move forward, everybody will demand everything in 3D. So everything will be in 3D. So the drones will help that because that's what we're producing. We're producing 3D information now. So I think that'll, that'll be something that uh, in the future, everybody says, we want everything you do in 3D. So they can look at it. It's just, it's just easier. It's better data. So more accurate data. So I think it'll be that. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how those advancements continue to push micro drones as solutions forward. 
Till then, Chuck Snow, thank you so much for your insights today on some of the evolutions to surveying workflows, how today's technologies are needing to meet surveyors where they're at and where micro drones as solutions are fitting into that broader puzzle. So thank you again to Chuck Snow. He's MicroDrones, a sales manager for the Southeast region. Chuck, if folks want to find out a little bit more about your work, they want to get in touch, or they just want to learn more about MicroDrones, how can they do so? Um, I'll wait, you can go to the website. If you hit the website, um, you know, that'll send me information. Or you can, you know, chuck.snow at MicroDrones.com. I'll be glad to talk to you, spend as much time as you want to. We'll get on with a webinar. I'll show you our systems and how they work anytime you want. I'd love to help you if I can. Thank you, Daniel, for your t time today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Chuck, thanks again. And thank you everyone for watching and listening to another episode of Propelling a Micro Drones podcast. If you like what you heard and saw today and you would like to uh, get some previous episodes or learn a little bit more about Micro Drones solutions and services, you can head to our website, microdrones.com, as well as subscribe to Propelling on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you on the very next episode of Propelling.